Hey bestie, welcome to the Spoiled Girly Support Group Podcast, where we talk about how to get that bag while also securing our own bag. I'm your host, Elle, and let's get into it. Today we are talking about money. One of the biggest criticisms about spoiled girly rhetoric is the fact that people perceive that we are just sitting around being financially disadvantaged when in relationships with good provider men. Bestie, we all know that's untrue, okay? But I feel like for the newer besties, for the people who are just getting into this, let me explain. The thing about being a spoiled girly and being with a good provider man is doing the things that will give you the best outcome available to you. So if you are a smart, market-ready, spoiled girly, you know that you have to take certain steps to ensure your financial stability. That is a non-negotiable, okay? And it is true that there are women who did suffer the consequences of not setting themselves up financially when in relationships with provider men. The thing about being with provider men is that they want to provide for you even when they are no longer on this earth or even if your relationship doesn't work out, a good man will want you secured, okay? Like, that's the big thing. And any man who uses his money to keep you in an otherwise unfulfilling relationship, that is not a man that you want to be with. And setting yourself up financially to be financially secured will help ensure that you always get the best outcome available to you, even if that means leaving a provider man. Okay, you need to use your discernment. Like not all men who give you money will be good men, okay? Some men are so poor, they only have money. Bob Marley, RIP. So the truth is, there are women for whom the spoiled girly lifestyle did not work out. Their experiences are valid, and I think it's a learning opportunity. We need to look at these women and the stories that they tell so that we can account for the things that we may miss in our own lives. This is why I tell you to make friends with other spoiled girlies, especially the ones who are farther into it, because they will literally give you the cheat codes. Okay, so let me give you some of the cheat codes that my spoiled girly girlfriends taught me. So before we get into that, let's talk about how to secure yourself as you go through the stages of being with a man. Number one is when you are still single, especially when you are younger, like college age. When you are single, you need to get your education, get your credentials, preferably something that you are good at and good at learning and something that brings you a moderate amount of joy, okay? It doesn't have to be your passion, but something that you are good at learning and something that is monetizable. I made the mistake of going into science because, okay, people say that it's not really a mistake because it really set me up to have the analytical skills that I do now, but I wish I did go into business and or marketing because it would have just given me the skills that I need now instead of learning it by myself later on. Maybe that was my path. You know what? That's what ended up happening. So maybe that was my path. I feel like everything happens for a reason. I guess I don't really, 
Mm, okay, I kind of regret it. I wish I got into business and marketing instead. Anyway, bottom line is you need to get some kind of education and credentials. Like no matter what, you will be employable. You know, get that MRS degree. A lot of people are complaining about this, that you need a college degree for a lot of entry-level jobs. And that's just the nature of the beast, okay? Like, that's what's happening. Instead of crying and whining about it, just account for it and move on with your life, okay? You really need to get your education, your credentials. If you're more of a blue-collar girly, get those skills, get those trade skills, get those apprenticeships, like, do what you need to do, okay? Because there may come a time that you will need these skills. And we'll get into how you're going to maintain these skills and stay market ready as a girlfriend, as a wife. But while you're single, this is the time. You need to invest in yourself. And okay, here's the thing too. To attract a high value man, you must be a high value woman. And you don't necessarily have to have a college degree. You don't have to have a master's degree, a doctorate degree. There's a lid for every pot. Some men, are looking for highly educated women and that's who they're gonna go for so if you're a highly educated woman then you match with those guys but if you're not that woman you're gonna match with a guy who prefers that type of person you know what i'm saying like there's a lid for every pot in my experience it really helps to at least have like a baseline level of education because bestie the worst thing that can happen when you're in a relationship with a provider man is you get a job that's the worst thing that can happen if you do it right, okay? So when the worst case scenario does happen, at least you get a job that you enjoy because you have the skills to get into that job. When you are a girlfriend. Let's clear up another misconception because a lot of girlies are concerned that their boyfriend is not a provider because he can't afford to provide for all of her bills right now. You need two incomes to survive in this economy. Yeah, that may be true. But let's say that this man cannot provide for 100% of your needs. He can only do 20, 30, 40, 50, whatever percentage. It's all about the desire to do it. The best men are the ones who acknowledge that, hey, I can't do 100% right now, but know that I will give you 100%, and these are the steps I'm taking to get there. That is a success-minded man. And don't believe just the words, okay? You need to look at the action. Do the actions match the words, okay? Your boyfriend may cover 10, 30, 50%, 100% of your bills the desire and the urgency just has to be there, okay? Let's talk about stay-at-home girlfriends. The number one rule of being a stay-at-home girlfriend is you do not stay home for a man who does not replace at or above your current income level, plus benefits. You do not become a stay-at-home girlfriend for a man who cannot do that or does not want to do that. Because bestie, it is another job. Okay, being a stay-at-home girlfriend, it is employment. There's a reason why this man wants you to stay home so that you can spend more time with him. You are on the clock, okay? But if you are to take this gift, 
this opportunity, this is the perfect time for you to pivot into a new career or start that small business that you've been wanting to start. This is an opportunity. And if you are given the income, if someone is replacing your income so you can fund that new venture, go for it. I do not ever advocate for stay-at-home girlfriends to just act like you're a stay-at-home wife because you're not, okay? This is not that time to do that. Like, this is a gift that you need to use. Absolutely recover, recuperate. Like, working is just not my top priority. LOL. Um, so working is tough, okay? Especially if it's a job that is so draining and like, I get it. I get why you would want to quit because I did too. As a former stay-at-home girlfriend, like, I get it. Give yourself the time and space to recover, heal, and just really figure it out. But bestie, you're not a wife. You don't have the financial and legal protections of a wife, so you need to really get it together, okay? Like I said, this is the perfect time to pivot. Pursue that new career, pursue that small business, pursue something that will better your life because there is nothing guaranteed in this world. A lot of things can happen, especially while you're still a girlfriend. Like, I get it. You're in that honeymoon phase. You're so wowed, like, wow, this man retired me. But bestie, you're not retired, okay? You're in a sabbatical. Think of it as a sabbatical. So in academia, professors would have like a sabbatical. And in that year, they're supposed to explore new things without the pressure of publishing, running a lab, like, like they're not even supposed to answer emails and stuff. Like it's a sabbatical. So treat being a stay-at-home girlfriend as a sabbatical. It is a time to pull yourself back like a slingshot and then bam. Okay, this is that time. While you are a wife, how are you going to secure yourself financially? Let's talk about it. Before we talk about it, let's talk about the Proverbs 31 woman. And even if you're not in a Christian-based religion, I feel like this still applies. I am a fan of taking ideas from whatever source and incorporating it into my life if it benefits me. Okay, and I want you to develop that same type of discernment, bestie. Like, you don't have to take in all information, but you just need to figure out, like, what information will benefit you. And if it does, then you take it. And if it doesn't, then you don't. Okay, it's called discernment. Proverbs 31 woman is often cited as a model of a successful and virtuous woman. In addition to being a loving wife and mother, she is also a savvy businesswoman who contributes to her family's wealth. She is described as a merchant's ship who bringeth her food from afar. She makes investments in land and fields, and she is skilled in textiles and clothing. She uses her talents and resources to provide for her family and to give to those in need. Her entrepreneurial spirit and financial acumen are qualities that can be admired and emulated by any modern woman looking to secure her own financial well-being. The Spoiled Girly Support Group encourages women to learn how to protect and grow their own wealth, even while receiving provision from a good man. AKA, you can get that bag while securing your own bag. 
Wow! Did we really just translate Proverbs 31 woman into modern day TikTok language? You can get that bag while securing your own bag. Okay, are you mind blown now, bestie? Spoiled girly support group is all about the Proverbs 31 woman. It's always been. That's why our motto is that. You can get that bag while securing your own bag. Like, there's no false dichotomy here. Even if you're with a provider man, nothing is keeping you from getting your own bag. And if your provider man keeps you from doing that, as a wife, as a Proverbs 31 woman who is a wife, here's what you're gonna do to financially secure yourself. Keep in mind that in different cultures, different relationships, different marriages, money is treated differently, okay? But this is like the baseline of it. It is up to you when married if you want to combine finances like that. In certain cultures, especially in Islam, a woman's money is hers and hers alone even after marriage. But in my culture, you tend to share everything once you're married. Keep that in mind. For background, I'm from a Catholic background. Wow, background, background, background. Okay, in my culture, women run the money management. And it may seem like a matriarchy, but the men are still the leaders of the home. We call the mothers the light of the home. So isn't that cute? So the men would be like the foundation of the home and women are the light. That's completely unrelated. <laughs> so in my culture, women run the money management. So this is why I'm always so confused when people think that women are going to be financially disadvantaged when marrying providers because that's just not my worldview. My worldview has always been that women are the ones who manage the money. Women are the ones who allocate the money. We even have this saying that describes how money is run in the household. Basically, it is said that men cook better than women because the men don't do the budgeting, so they're less stingy with the ingredients. So they tend to put like more like good stuff in there that are expensive. And the women are more stingy because they're the ones who manage the money. They're the ones who know that, okay, maybe this might be a little too expensive. We're not gonna get too much of this. We're not gonna put too much of that in the meal. So they say that men are much better cooks than women because they don't manage the money. They don't care. We're gonna put whatever in there and it's gonna taste good. That's the saying. And that just shows how money is run in households in my culture. The man brings home the bacon, but the woman manages the bacon, okay? So this idea that women are shut out of the family money management, it's so foreign to me. That's not a thing. And it should not be a thing, okay, bestie? With that being said, let me tell you how you can financially secure yourself as a wife. The first couple things would be things that you're supposed to do anyway, even if you're single and unmarried. Number one is you're gonna learn how to manage money. I know Dave Ramsey gets a lot of, you know, flack because his advice can be too simplistic, but I read it. It's okay for like a basic education, so I do suggest you read that, but know that there's nuances beyond that. But for like a good basic education, The Money Makeover, I think that's a great starter book. And if you're in debt, you need to read that book because getting out of debt puts you in the baseline, like consumer debt puts you in the baseline and then you can do the next steps, okay? So if you're in the consumer debt level, read that book because after that, there's more books that you can read, okay? 
So after you read that, you get out of your consumer debt, you are now going to read The Millionaire Next Door. Because that book, I read it a long time ago and I still keep it. Where is it? Oh, here. See, look at all these tabs. See that? You need to read that book because the way to build wealth is to not spend your money. You need to save and invest your money. And obviously quality of life is so important, but you need to balance it. I coined this term, so if anyone else uses it, it's mine, okay? It's called value-based spending. Basically, you're going to come up with like one, two, or three areas of life that you value most, that really bring you the most happiness, bring you the most benefits, and maybe even opens up opportunities for yourself. You're going to pick one, two, or three of those things. And then you spend a lot of your money on those things but outside of that you are going to be on a budget like you are really going to cut down on everything else outside of those one two three things so how do you secure yourself financially as a spoiled girly who is a wife so you read dave ramsey you read the millionaire next door you have a good foundation you, you can read investment books or you can take investment classes I cheated. I got that kind of education from my dad, so I'm good, okay? The first thing you're gonna do is get out of debt, have a one month savings in your savings account that you can access at any time, and then you're gonna have your six month savings that you put into a high yield savings account. These are called HYSAs. So these, if you take money out of these, it could take like three days to get into your bank account. So that's why you have that 1000 in your very easily accessible savings account. Like this is like basic, okay? And after that, tax advantaged accounts. So traditional IRA, your Roth IRA. As a married woman, let's say you're not really working, you and your husband can set up a spousal IRA and that's a tax advantage savings account. You can set up a general brokerage account and that's where you can trade your stocks and ETFs on your own time and there's no limit to your contributions, like you just put money in there and you buy stocks and ETFs. I always plug this account on Instagram and I'm not sponsored by them, at all i just think they really do a good job of digesting personal finance information in like a really cool way and a really very understandable way the personal finance club on instagram i think they also have a personal finance class that you could get and it seems like people like it i never took it but i like their daily posts and i feel like it's really timely and they talk a lot about just doing a boring investing strategy which is investing in the s p 500 which has had a historical return of around 10 percent over 40 something years we're going to assume that we're going to get that return too obviously i'm not a financial advisor so take all of that with a grain of salt next if you do have a lot of cash lying around commercial real estate a lot of people are like oh let's do airbnb that's work okay airbnb is a lot of work Let's not. I mean, if you're really into it, you could do it, but not me. Okay, commercial real estate. There's a bunch of different kinds. You could do multifamily, you could do net lease, you could do industrial, like whatever. Talk to your favorite commercial real estate brokerage. A business. Okay, this is my route. I love this because you can start a small business, either buy a franchise or start a brand new one or 
use your skills and monetize it like that's how you're going to secure yourself and let's get back to the proverbs 31 woman like if you're a proverbs 31 woman you will be growing your family's wealth because you're a businesswoman. As a wife, as a mother, you're probably not going to have a lot of time to engage in a business, but simply being knowledgeable about investing and all these passive ways to generate income, like that's enough. That's what being a Proverbs 31 woman is. And knowing how to manage money like this will keep you in the loop you know where everything is like you're not going to be screwed over there is no false dichotomy between being an independent woman a financially secured woman and being with a man who provides for you okay you can have it all i want it all when talking about being a spoiled girly and having a man provide for you there's a subset of people who are like oh you're taking advantage of a man you're taking his money like if you divorce a provider man you take half of everything why are you entitled to that half the thing is women's labor and women's time were used to generate all of that income this man benefited from someone quitting her job or dialing down her hours so that she can take care of a man's children and so that he can be worry free and go to work and generate income Women participated in that income generation, and that in itself has worth. Women's time, presence, labor, and gifts were used to generate that man's income as well. So the people who don't get it, the men who don't get it, they will never get it, okay? These men will always devalue women's time, gifts, presence, and labor. So don't date them. And the women who don't get that, they should date the men who don't get it either. Because they need to date each other so that we can clean up the dating pool, okay? Let's talk about dialing down your lifestyle when you're with a provider man. Because I feel like a lot of people get confused by this. I have this saying. I have so many sayings. Okay. His lifestyle is your lifestyle. The thing about being a spoiled girly and running a business is that no matter how much money I make, it doesn't really change my lifestyle. It doesn't. I feel like that's awesome because it keeps me from being driven by money. And I love money. Money is great. Money facilitates a lot of good things. But what I'm saying is that when you're a spoiled girly, you should not be using your own money to upgrade your life when you're with a man. And I know, I know. That's why you need to choose a man who gives you an acceptable to you baseline lifestyle. You need to do that because you cannot be making all this money and showing up your man and upgrading his life because some men are okay with that and someone will say that they're okay with that that they desire that but deep down they're emasculated and oh i hate it but when you emasculate a man like that he will want to feel like a man with someone else he's going to use your money and spend it on another woman i'm so sorry i'm so sorry but it's the truth so no matter how much money you make you always have to stick with what he can provide for you. And that may look like dialing down your lifestyle. So you really need to be choosy with who you pick as a partner. And you need to be okay with that. And as spoiled girlies, I will never shame you for wanting nice things. I love that for you. But you need to keep in mind that you cannot be showing up the man that you're with. 
okay? I know that's not really pretty to hear, but that's just how it is. That's why I only dated men who made a lot more than me. Okay, let's wrap this up. Being with a provider man is not a death sentence to your financial independence and stability, okay? It's not. It is actually fuel for your financial stability, independence, and wealth generation, okay? Because if you're not spending your money, you're saving and investing it. Being with a provider man allows you to grow wealth at a much more accelerated pace. And that may mean dialing down your lifestyle a bit because you do not grow what you spend, okay? And no matter what stage you are in life, you always need to be market ready, bestie. Always be market ready whether it's dating, work, business, anything. Because that's how you ensure you win in life as much as possible. And remember that if you are staying home for a man, you need to be financially compensated because your time, gifts, presence, and labor allow him to increase his income generation. And we'll expand on that at a later episode. Now get that bag, bestie.